After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Mahalo, Evan. Today's guest is Dara Malenik, the State Director of the Hawaii Small Business Development Center Network. Daryl was recognized in 2000 for his contributions to public service by receiving the SBA Financial Small Business Advocate of the Year Award for the State of Hawaii and its region, including Arizona, California, and Nevada. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Daryl Malenik. Welcome to our show, Daryl. Hi, Carrie. Evan. So could you tell us a little bit more about the Hawaii Small Business Development Center Network? <laughs> That's as difficult as your last name for someone to get because it's spelled so differently. That's true. Uh, the uh, Hawaii SBDC Network is easier to say. That's true. And uh, we, we've uh, increasingly referred to SBDC as opposed to spelling the whole name out. But it's, a, it's an organization that... Uh, was established by an act of Congress and uh, operates under the uh, auspices of the Small Business Administration. And it's a program of the University of Hawaii at Hilo. And uh, it exists as what's called a cooperative agreement, which is some kind of um, strange thing that exists in the ether. But it, it's an agency. It's in its 16th year. It's been around a long time. What, what does that mean, cooperative agreement? Does that mean that they don't want to... Cough up as much funds, and then it's cooperative <laughs> at that point? It, it means that uh, the SBA puts up the initial funding, the state matches that funding or exceeds that match, ideally, and, uh, and those uh, funds flow uh, from the state through the University of Hawaii Hilo. Who would have access to this network? Um, any, anyone in the state of Hawaii who's uh, interested in starting a small business. Uh, we, we serve a very wide range of people, uh, from uh, very small mom-and-pop uh, type businesses uh, all the way up to fast-growth companies, both uh, new companies, existing companies. So this is an existing organization designed to give complimentary services for people in Hawaii wanting to do business. That's correct. That's correct. And what would you do for somebody that has an idea to start a business? Uh, we, we would work with them. There's a lot of different ways to approach uh, what we do. Uh, we... We provide one-on-one -on -one consulting. That's the primary thing we do. We also put on training programs. And through our consulting, we work with approximately a 1,000 companies a year through our five offices. And uh, we put on maybe 80 training events uh, for another 1,000 or so attendees. Uh, and usually our approach is one of asking questions and listening very carefully. Uh, and the questions are designed to help small businesses figure out uh, where they want to go. The questions, in many ways, are more important than the answers. Yes, Wait, 80 training events with a thousand attendees at each event. No, no, no. In total, in total. Okay, <laughs> these are small workshops. <laughs> as a rule, most of them are quite small. Okay, so those ones are designed primarily to kind of bring you along in your business process. What kind of what kind of events? What kind of training? 
Well, the training also runs a wide gamut. It varies from year to year, but um, much of it is focused on business plan writing, uh, accounting, topics of that kind. But it varies a lot, and, and they're listed on our website, and, and uh, individuals are welcome to attend. And so would a existing business owner also use your services so that they can develop, grow, mm-hmm. expand, maybe nationwide? That's right. That's right. Uh, most business people are very good at uh, what it is they produce or the service they offer. Uh, many of them, however, do not understand business operations very well. And that's the part that we do. We, we help them understand how you actually operate a business, what you need to be thinking about. And that's the role that we try to play with them. Well, you also have a resource library component of this that, you know, has is, is been really helpful to us. That's right. One of the things that, that we believe very strongly is that businesses need information, and most businesses do not have good access to information. So we've developed a business resource library, and it will do research on behalf of small businesses. And uh, for the most part, the research is done without cost unless it becomes very extensive. And what kind of experience do the counselors or could you say consultants have that help these businesses? The consultants typically have uh, MBA degrees, so they they have strong academic training, and uh, they have some experience in having worked uh, uh, or started their own small businesses at some point in their career. Uh, And additionally, uh, we try to keep people in the position for a long time. And so they build up a lot of contacts in the community, and, and that has great value then for their clients as well. And do you folks help with strategy as well, or just more of the planning the beginning stages? Well, we, we work all the way through, uh, the, the, in a sense, the life cycle of a business, all the way to helping them find exits to their, uh, from their business, uh, businesses that run into problems uh, that are facing uh, the possibility of bankruptcy, for instance. Uh, so we work with a very wide range of businesses. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Howdy sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com. Today's guest is Dara Malenik, the State Director of the Hawaii Small Business Development Center Network. Prior to becoming the State Director for the SBDC, Daryl owned and operated three different small businesses on the mainland, including a high-technology company that later became publicly owned. So, Daryl, can you give us an example of what the process is for a budding entrepreneur to come into the Small Business Development Center? Well, the first thing that we're going to want to know is where they're at in the process of starting a business and what their level of interest is. 
as, as you can imagine, in the, in the state of Hawaii, there are a very large number of businesses who would like to use our services. So we have to do some kind of screening. We can't work with all businesses. But what we look for more than almost any other factor is what is their willingness to work with us? So once that's established, we, we will try to work with them in one way or another. Now, we may ask that they attend some training events to build up their knowledge base, um, and we may also go directly into uh, counseling with them. And, and then that begins the process of learning about what they're doing, further defining their concept if they're not in business yet. If they are in business, looking at how they've positioned themselves in the marketplace, things of that kind. And then what about the Women's Business Center? Is that a part of the, the network? No, it's not. The Women's Business Center is a, another SBA program, but it's separate from our program. And they're actually a 501c3 uh, nonprofit organization, so they're, they're organized quite differently than we are. Being that you've seen a lot of startups or people with ideas, what common mistakes do you see people making when starting their business? That they, you know, Maybe you could give us some tips of avoiding these mistakes. There are a wide range of mistakes that people make, actually. And when when I talk to people about uh, starting a business or expanding their business, uh, depending on where they're beginning from, but I often talk to them about what I call the tricks to business. And that's not T-R-I-C-K-S, but T-R-I-C-C-S. And it's team, risk, innovation, customers, capital, and uh, strategy. And I tell them that if they think in those terms, if they make decisions in those terms, taking those factors into account, that they'll improve their decision-making. And business, in a sense, almost more than anything else, is about making decisions. Uh, decisions are, are part of the everyday life of any business person, and those decisions determine where they're going to end up. And so if they think in terms of, uh, for instance, team and who should be on the team, who they should be consulting with, and and who should be, for instance, on a board of advisors or a board of directors, uh, you know, what kinds of uh, accountants and attorneys they should be working with, who they're going to seek information from. Now, that that's very critical uh, as one example. And are you able to, like, hook people up with other people that might be a part of their board of directors or their advisors for their business? We, we might sometimes be able to do that, but it depends on, on what our contacts are. It's not something we would go out and seek, but we, we might give them advice on how to go about locating people and how to do their own networking. So how did the decision come about for you to get involved with the Spalm Business Development Center? <laughs> um, well, when, when I first came to California in 1990, um, I, I was a, uh, one of the positions I took was as a lecturer at the University of Hawaii at Hilo. And I had been uh, teaching uh, generally three or four courses a semester uh, and had been very fortunate that I was teaching uh, their course that they called Business and Society, which was an, an ethics course and social responsibility in connection with business, and also their capstone course, which was strategic planning. And from that, I began to work and provide counseling through the Small Business Development Center that was located on campus. Was this that a volunteer basis at the Resource Center? Nope. I was being paid. And this is in Hilo, correct? This was in Hilo. The state office is in Hilo, so that's where I'm located. Uh, but we, we have offices then uh, here in Honolulu and, of course, on Kauai and Maui. Did the program start in Hilo? Is that why it's located there? 
It started in Hilo because Senator Inouye thought that that would be a very good location for it. And he has a strong belief that the future of Hawaii is not just in Honolulu, but it's on the neighbor islands. And so he is, uh, he's been strongly in favor of locating some federal programs in Hilo. Uh, and, and the USDA, for instance, is located there as well. So how much interaction do you folks have with the United States SBA? Uh, we, we have a great deal of interaction because they control our program in many ways. They define the program. On the other hand, I report to the chancellor at UH Hilo. So it's a, uh, it, it's a program that's divided in terms of its responsibilities. And what that leaves us is a great deal of control over our program, which I think is very good. Now, we also have a national association. There are some 66 SBDCs spread throughout the country and all of the possessions, places like Guam and Puerto Rico and so forth. Um, and uh, the association is very active as well. We have an accreditation program that's very important to what we do. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek Work with Monster so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. We're back with Darren Malenik, State Director of the Hawaii Small Business Development Center Network. So, Darrell, prior to getting involved with the SBDC and also getting involved with the University of Hawaii, you started three businesses on the mainland, one going public, which was a high-tech company. Could you tell us a little bit more about those other entrepreneurial experiences that you had? I have a fair amount of background in business. I, I've The first business I was involved in uh, Prior to that, actually, I'd been a uh, librarian. I'm a professional librarian as well, and I have an MBA. But I had been a librarian, worked at the Los Angeles City Public Library for two years. And while I was there, I helped form a union of librarians, became the president of that union for two years. We affiliated with AFSCME, and they, AFSCME was moving in one direction, I was moving in another, and I decided that it would probably be a good time for me to move on to other things. At that time... Uh, my father had developed a business, and I became general manager of that corporation. And I spent about five years doing that, and that was my first real experience with business. Oh, Although, could I ask what was that doing? It was a Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, uh, store, but it was developed into four stores, small warehousing operation, uh, and it was located in Southern California. Wow. Those, those are the most expensive franchises, I think, aren't they? Well, they weren't back in those days. <laughs> Uh, it was a, a rather unheard of franchise at that time. This was very early in the history of that company. But uh, it was a business that took off almost immediately, and, and uh, it, was, it was not difficult to open additional stores to build the business and eventually to sell it very profitably. Oh, so he sold it, and then you went on to the high-tech venture? 
I went on to opening a licensed business called the Headquarters Companies, which provided executive suite services, and I operated that for about 10 years. And five years into doing that, I opened the high-tech venture, which was providing it – was, it was creating uh, what are, have since uh, come to be called uh, intelligent buildings. Uh, we, we would pull cables in mid-rise buildings and bring in the data and, uh, and telephony. We, we owned the switches in the buildings, for instance, and we would provide services to the tenants of the buildings. So somebody could move into the building, and we could provide them uh, under a lease, for instance, with a, uh, a keyboard and a, and a screen, and they would be in business immediately. And so it, it made it very easy for people to come in and out of these buildings. Um, and you also uh, control the pipe. That's right, we did. Right. So we were reselling long distance and things of that kind too. And this was very early. This was in 19, uh, 1985 approximately to 1990. Wow, that's it, kind of the beginning stages. It was very much in the beginning stages, and it was before high tech was uh, commonly invested in, and we learned a lot about that. So when you guys went public then, you didn't want to retire? We, we went public in a very strange way. We did a reverse merger, and um, it did not result in uh, very much extra funding for us. Uh, we were, throughout this whole period, we were underfunded. Uh, we're ahead of the technology. We were creating kind of a virtual local area networks long before they really existed. We ran into some software problems in making that work. Uh, so it was a company in some ways that was ahead of its time, and eventually we closed it. So what did you learn from that experience that you've kept with you today and has helped you? Well, I, I learned the, the value of perseverance. I learned the, um, how much power one has when they have nothing left to lose, <laughs> which is considerable. Um, I learned that you can also uh, very easily, or maybe not easily, but if, if you work at it, you can recover and go on. So can you go a little bit more into that and how much power you have when you have nothing else to lose? What, what do you mean by that? Well, as an example, when I had three businesses that coexisted during part of this time, and in and, and 1990 I closed all three down because I guaranteed all the leases personally, and um, you know it all kind of rolled back to me as and uh, my personal finances. So uh, the first business, the executive suite business, was uh, called the Headquarters Companies, and at that time it was owned by United Technologies Corporation, which was one of the largest corporations in the country. And um, I ended up fighting a, what to me was a major legal battle against them, uh, which I eventually won in the California appellate courts. And as a result of that, the licensees were able to uh, buy the license and became themselves the licensor. So they, they controlled this organization entirely themselves. There were about 100 of them. And, and so that became a very good... Uh, operation for all of them. My problem was I'd paid for this legal uh, expenses, uh, which at that time was about $100,000, which was pretty real money in those days. And uh, that had greatly weakened my company uh, in terms of that. So I had a number of choices, one of which was to expand and uh, create a company that other people would uh, possibly want to invest in. And, and that was the genesis of creating this high-tech company. So you pulled it back out and... I did for a while. Mm -hmm. did for a while. was not able to sustain it. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. 
After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Neptunites. For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com. Today's guest is Daryl Malenik, the State Director of the Hawaii Small Business Development Center Network. Daryl was recognized in 2000 for his contributions to public service by receiving the SBA Financial Small Business Advocate of the Year Award for the State of Hawaii and its region, including Arizona, California, and Nevada. You know, Daryl, that brings up a really good point. A lot of times people want to focus on, you know, all these great successes. But I think we really learn from the times where things got tough. I know for us, that's where we learn everything. It, it's real easy to be, you know, bright and rosy and cheery when everything is just going well on its own. But when, when things don't go the way you want, that's the true test, I think. I think it is. And I, and I think small business people are often working in situations where they're really working in front of their knowledge in the sense that, they they have to stretch. They're they're um, they're making decisions when they don't have sufficient information, and it's the nature of being in business because you don't have the time always to get all of the information. Sometimes you don't have the ways to get all of the information, and so and yet you're in a position of making decisions, and you're going to live with the consequences of those decisions. So on one side, it's very exciting. It's always a learning experience, uh, and it can be difficult. Are you able to share with us a story of a company that came maybe with their idea at first, worked with you hand-in-hand, hand, and really developed the idea to where they're up running and somewhat successful today? Um, one one of the companies that I worked with was a company on Kauai. That, uh, this was back in just after Iniki hit Kauai, and they were in the process of creating um, an Internet company that uh, – would be an internet carrier, and what was interesting to me about them, they they clearly understood the technology side of what they were doing. I didn't, you know, they explained it to me at that time. I, it was pretty new to me, but we again through a series of questions, I helped them formulate a, a strategy and a strategic plan for growing. And one of the first questions I asked them was, "How big do you want to be?" And many years later, they I was talking to them, and, and they said that that particular question really made a big difference to them 
because they wanted to get big, and they did. And they were able to build their business. Uh, they expanded through much of Hawaii. They sold out to a company on the mainland. And, you know, so business has – there are lots of opportunities, and, and one of the ways that businesses often limit themselves is simply by not thinking in terms of where they want to be at some distant point. And so they don't develop a strategy. Without a strategy, it's not likely you're going to end up where you want to be. Uh, if you don't implement a strategy, you don't get there. So with your knowledge in looking at so many different startups and, and various companies, where do you see um, being involved with the community, social responsibility, um, this whole thing with social entrepreneurship in, in terms of businesses in Hawaii? Well, social responsibility to me means, first of all, you begin with where you're at. And uh, you begin with your own family, and and you kind of move out from there. And so uh, it it's an ever-expanding circle, and it can include things that people, I think, don't normally think about in terms of social responsibility. For instance, how you treat your own employees. Uh, I think that's a major factor in terms of a company being socially responsible. There are very practical reasons why employees should be included in decision-making and, uh, and, and should uh, uh, be accorded respect and uh, should be uh, involved with management. But there are also there are socially responsible reasons for doing that because they dedicate their lives to these companies, at least for some period of time as well. Most of them work really hard at their jobs. And uh, so we owe a great deal to them. And that circle just keeps expanding. And so I think uh, business people have a, an obligation within their own business to be socially responsible, but they can also do that as they expand out of their business. You know, one thing that the audience may not know is that for Carrie and I, we have other businesses, one that was helped out dramatically by a small business uh, development center in, in the stage where we needed to grow. Uh, Mark Tagawa over there helped us with the business plan, helped us get the SBA financing, which carried us through, and the business is running very well till today. So, you know, we're appreciative of that as well. Thank you. Did you have any other success stories of of uh, businesses that have been through Small Business Development Center? Well, there there are endless uh, uh, stories, I think, and and it's been a, a quite a few years since I've provided consulting myself. So they're really the stories of the of the professional staff that works for me. But uh, there, one example uh, that I can give you, which is a little different from what we normally think of as businesses, is that we're we're currently working with the Native Hawaiian community in Hoakana on the, on the Big Island, which is in uh, the South Kona district of the Big Island. And Hoakana is a community, as many Native Hawaiian communities, it's, it economically has, uh, has not survived well. It used to be a fishing uh, community, no longer is. Uh, people are driving some distance away to often relatively low-paying jobs in the tourist industry. And we've been working with the community to develop a, a small number of micro-enterprises, uh, both to give them some control over the community and also to uh, give some employment to families and, and uh, teenagers and to help them recover their heritage. Uh, we uh, obtained an $800,000 grant from uh, the U.S. Housing and Urban Development 
department, and and we're working in that kind of thing. So that would be one example of of trying to help uh, a community as opposed to working with just an individual business. So if somebody wants to get involved with you folks, maybe could use some help with their business or starting a business, how do they get involved? Where do they call? Where can they go? Well, the easiest way to contact us is to go to our website, uh, which is www.hawaii-sbdc.org, O-R-G. And uh, that has all the contact information for our different centers and uh, also has a great deal of other information, including you can listen to these uh, broadcasts that, uh, that there's a link to them on our site. Right. And then we'll have a link to the hawaii-sbdc.org on the greatergoodradio.com site as well. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.